0: Thanks for tuning in to Men for the Win, a podcast hosted by David Kufis and Dan Thompson, two avid fans who appreciate well-played baseball, especially when it's done by the Twins. Men for the Win is sponsored by The Grand Group with Edina Realty. Are you looking to purchase a new home in the Twin Cities area? Or perhaps you're trying to sell your current home. Whether you're upsizing or downsizing, The Grand Group with Edina Realty will meet all of your housing needs. Contact the Grand Group by emailing the Grand Group at adina Or call them by phone at 612-817-8751. The Grand Group with the Dyna Realty, three-time Minneapolis-St. Paul magazine Super Agent Award winners. On this episode, David and Dan recap the Twins three-game series against the Tampa Bay Rays. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Thanks for tuning in to Men for the Win. My name is David Kupas, and with me, per usual, is Dan Thompson in studio for the last time this season, folks. The Twins take two of three from the Rays. I don't know what to tell you, Dan. This is a very, very confusing baseball team. It must be like a bad news beers situation or, you know, some sort of situation where it's just the right pieces that they're
1: winning these games. The right, what do you mean right pieces?
0: Well, I mean like it's just some odd series of events that allows them to win these baseball games.
1: Well, I think they're just playing better. I think that's, that's what's happened here. But here's the deal. I told you earlier in the year that they'd be out of contention and they would go on a run where they'd win like eight out of 11 or something like that. And here we are right they're 52 and 66 they're still comfortably 16 games back from the white Sox. and maybe they're going to catch the tigers who are five games ahead of them and those indians which are soon to be the guardians as we know yes can we start calling them the guardians
0: i think we should stick with indians just so there's some continuity in the switch
1: okay yeah perfect anyway i'm excited about baseball again david i think they're gonna do it i think they're gonna (laughs) (laughs) do what what are they gonna do it i think they're gonna they're gonna keep winning baseball games David. To what end? They're well, just going to keep
0: winning? Like You're like, <laughs> do it. They're 16 games back, Dan. They're not doing anything. No,
1: but I think they're going to catch one of those two teams. I think Detroit or Cleveland. And I might have even be Cleveland, I think, the way that Cleveland's been trending.
0: Yeah, it, well, it certainly seems as though this team is different. And what's weird is that when you look at these box scores, you see all these pitchers who you're like, I don't remember these guys being on the
1: team. No, we were just having to go through their histories, checkered as some are. <laughs> yes, yes. My <laughs> goodness. We've picked up a few who have been a few places, Dan.
0: Always a good sign for pitchers yeah. who have played a lot of different places.
1: But to to be fair, and I think we'll get this to the recap. At least Rocco knows how to use them, you know, like he knows when a game is well out of hand, yes, and so that's when he uses the guys who are on their eighth team since 2010, yes, right,
0: absolutely. Well, let's uh let's take it from there and jump into this recap.
1: So- series recap
0: game one Dan what is it about this twins team that just really likes losing game ones of the series
1: well they ran into a really good pitcher here so McClanahan was really pitching well early on I mean I know that he ended up giving up eight hits and such but he was able to hold the twins down for those first three innings while the Rays built a lead um, They the Rays led five nothing through four and a half and the twins try as they might to catch up just couldn't ever quite get that one big hit with guys on base
0: yeah so the twins do lose this one 10 to four it's one of those things you put up four runs Runs that's probably not going to be enough against Tampa Bay
1: no no and but it was nice there were some bright spots for the twins right they did get 11 hits Rooker was four for five out of that two spot which I think we'll talk about him more later I mean guys got hits and yet I look at this and they were three for eight with runners in scoring position it was just did it were there just some key spots there I don't know it was a weird game in that sense
0: what really hurt them is that Pineda didn't really give them any ground to stand on to begin with Pineda goes oh looking at this I had to look at it twice when I was looking at the box or forgetting how early he got pulled so he goes two and two-thirds innings, six hits, four runs, all of them earned, three strikeouts and two home runs. Season ERA now at 4.13. So we were talking about this, Dan, and I am convinced this is why Pineda didn't get traded. I think the Twins didn't trade him because they knew that he wouldn't pass a physical.
1: I mean, that would make a lot of sense. He's been on again, off again, hurt. He's barely really been able to stay in this rotation all year. Maybe that'll work out for the Twins in the end because they might be able to keep him for
0: next season. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, but that's the only logical way at this point, right? If they weren't planning to sign him to an extension, the only way that this makes sense is that they didn't think they'd be able to offload him because no team would take him after a doctor had a chance to give him the once over. Though I
1: mean, you know, Jay Hap. They did trade J Hap, David.
0: Well, no, and I don't the thing is though, Jay Hap apparently can
1: pass a physical. It's the one thing yeah.
0: that J Hap can do is he can get through a physical without giving up an earned and, run. <laughs> it's all
1: it's almost impressive. And he can get through five or six innings, but, no matter what. No, what. He can
0: get I suppose I suppose if that is the benchmark, like you don't care how many runs he gives up, but he will give you five or six because his pitch Count, that's about what the tolerance is, right?
1: Well, and then after, so Banana leaves, and then Vincent Gant and Garcia come in. Now, Gant, this was kind of his chance to show that maybe yeah. he could he could stay yeah. a few more innings, and he wasn't great. No, he gave up he gave up five runs, three of them earned, and four hits in two innings. Um, not the kind of showing that he was. I'm sure, hoping to give the Twins.
0: No, it's disappointing because I've kind of been championing his opportunities. What's weird is that the guy who we're going to talk about in Game 3 is the guy who I thought that, that Gantt should be able to replace, and maybe not so much. But this was the time where we had to look at these guys Vincent, who we haven't seen much of, and Garcia, who I think we had one other appearance. Vincent, Nick's Vincent, he comes to Minnesota via the Marlins. So his career started way back in the majors in 2012. So he was with San Diego, and then he was with the Mariners, and then he was with Philadelphia, and then he was with the Giants, and then he and then and then he was with the Marlins, and now he's a Minnesota twin. Well, credit him for some longevity. That's a heck of a career. Yeah, that's a lot. How old is this guy? So he uh he was born in eighty six. So what's that make him thirty four? Oh man, that
1: makes him almost my age, dude.
0: <laughs> gotta, I guess we just start planning the funeral. <laughs>
1: oh, man.
0: Well, just I think we should give the quick the quick recap of Garcia here as well. So Garcia, was uh, he was not as storied of a career. Uh, so he was with Philadelphia, then Tampa Bay, then Cincinnati earlier this season, and now uh, with the Minnesota Twins.
1: The game of the journeyman, my goodness. But, I mean, at least that's when he was using these pitchers because, as it turned out, the Twins
0: were going to win this series. Yeah, who knew? I would not have thought that was the case after the first game. So let's move here to game two. Twins come away with this one. 12 to nothing. I shouldn't even say... Come away with doesn't do it justice, right? The Twins destroyed the Rays on this one, and it was the night that the Twins were celebrating the 91 World Series victory. We were just sort of mentioning this. Every five years, the Twins bust out the celebration for this one because,
1: folks, it's been a while since this team has won a World Series. That's been how long? I mean, it's been 30 years since any Minnesota team has won a championship, David. So. Hey, uh,
0: excuse me? The Minnesota Lynx, Dan. My goodness. Oh, I'm sorry. That wow. was rude of me. That was that rude of was me. rude of, of the
1: four major male sports, they have not won a championship. Maybe the Lo- Loons will do it, and they can break into that. Supposedly in that they're good.
0: I don't really follow soccer, right? But I was talking to a guy at church the other day, and he said that the loons are pretty good, and he follows soccer. So who See? knows?
1: So maybe they might be. You but know. I
0: will watch soccer if I can chant things, right? Like if I knew what I was chanting. So like USA, I love cheering for Team USA because I can chant, you know, USA. Sure, USA. of course. What do you chant at a loons game? You just make that loon sound.
1: <laughs> I, I can't know. make it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is that how you do it? I don't
1: know. (laughs) That's how it's done.
0: (laughs) I think we're going to replace our Minnesota moment sounder with Dan Thompson's loop call. We we have
1: it on there anyway. No, but the Twins win. That's, I mean, 12 to nothing. and, And Maeda looked fantastic. He gave them six innings, three hits, zero earned runs. No runs at all, obviously. One walk and four strikeouts, looking more like the I don't want to call him an ace exactly, but the guy who Well last year
0: he was. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean
1: he was a Cy Young candidate, right? Um so that was really great to see the pitching. I was I was waiting for that letdown where the bullpen would maybe give up a couple runs, but it didn't happen.
0: Garza Jr., another guy who is new to the twins here, and Coolum, who we're now pronouncing correctly, yes, yes. uh finished the job keep the Rays off the board at all. I just can't get over the fact that the Twins get blown out the game before and then they come back, win at 12 nothing. This was not, nobody going into Saturday's game Thought
1: this would be the outcome. No, and then and Kepler gets back on track. Rooker has another good game. He's two for four in this game. Arise, it's a home run. Darf- That's
0: fun. Every time Arise hits a home run, it's fun to watch.
1: It is pretty cool because he's really not trying. You can tell no, he's never no. trying to hit a home run. It seems
0: it's all about. It's less about the power and more about
1: the sweet spot that he's hitting. Right. Yeah. So it was great to see every regular except Jorge Polanco. Go figure. Gets a hit.
0: And my guy, Rob Snyder, two for five. Not hey, a bad day. How about day. that?
1: Though the two strikeouts. There, we're going to get to that. Yeah, we maybe. will. I'm
0: sure we'll talk about Rob a little bit here. But game three, you got to go to game three. What a beautiful day. Oh my goodness, this was great. I got to go with uh, two of my nephews here and my sisters uh, and my brother-in-law, and we had a great time. It was a little tricky um, at one point. Turns out, folks, this is a quick note for parents, it is very difficult to find milk for purchase at Target Field. So quick tip, if you're a parent and you're at the game and you forgot the milk at home, section 124, Taste of Twins territory, the kid's meal comes with milk and they will let you buy milk separately. So I found that out as I bought four milks. Now, granted, I think I spent like 15 bucks on milk, right? Which like, I don't know how many gallons I could have got at the store. But if you're if you're a parent and you need milk because you forgot it at home, that is the one place I know that they sell milk at Target Field.
1: You've identified a pretty narrow band of our listeners. I think they <laughs> <Yes, yeah>. People, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) who have children at the twins game
0: with their children who need milk
1: absolutely but when you need milk you got to have milk you got to so the twins win this game they probably could have scored more runs in that first inning and in other spots in the game they left if they weren't
0: looking for milk yeah exactly
1: they leave eight on base but they find a way here they get a couple runs there they actually score the first four runs then the rays answer with four and some clutch pitching to get out of jams there in the seventh inning shocking
0: shocking honestly i thought this one was done the twins got into a lot of trouble duffy did not look good so here's the thing Duffy didn't give up any earned runs. He gave up one run because there was an error by Simmons. But the thing is, that's what's on Duffy. That's one of those things where, like, I get the runs, the earned versus unearned. It just seemed to me like Duffy didn't look good. And, yes, his defense could have helped bail him out a little bit. But good on Dealbar to come in. Dealbar comes in. Throws three balls right away with the bases loaded. And I'm like, what are we doing here, folks?
1: Yeah, I was really surprised that they rallied and got out of this jam. I mean, going back to Duffy, he he threw 27 pitches, which I thought he was going to get pulled earlier than that. Only 13 strikes, but he does strike out Nelson Cruz yes. in a key spot. And then Fieldbar gets the pop out. So credit them for, for rallying there. And then Fieldbar stayed in, pitched the eighth. And then Colome, who's been pitching like his name.
0: He has. He My gets goodness. the ninth and he gets the win. Colome, I did think in this one, I did think that Colome should have come in in the back of the eighth to get a four out save to relieve Thielbar because it was it was
1: dicey territory hero and he needed that last out in the eighth but when have you been saying that about kalame my gosh
0: well that's the thing that's what's so crazy about this and it's so disappointing that he's performing this way now just how different would the season have gone dan If the first two months of the season have been like the last, what is it now, eight weeks of Columet?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I almost don't even want to think about that because it it would be such a difference. If they had a healthy Buxton and Columet effective, those are really just two factors there. There may be buyers at the
0: trade deadline. Exactly. Anyway, we should move forward here. We we should. But anyway, so this was a great game here. Barnes, who, again, I wanted Gant to start in place of. He did go five innings pitched, only giving up one earned run. Three strikeouts, gave up one home run. Still is ERA now, season ERA at 4.91, Again, a pretty small sample size. I just wonder, I don't think he's the top tier
1: for guys who are potentially going to start next year. It does feel weird that some of these younger arms are having such success right now against some pretty good teams. Yes. You talked about this with Griffin Jacks. Like, why are these guys being so effective? It, it makes me wonder if maybe there's something to that rarity that teams haven't seen a guy pitch before yeah. and there's not a lot of film on him. And But credit Barnes for pitching well against the best yes. team in the American League. But don't you
0: think right now, the two guys who have the best chance to make the rotation are Jack, and over
1: yeah but I mean let's see what happens with Barnes they can make it a trio
0: they could they could I mean how many we're getting down there though for the number of starts left so I think honestly this is the first time that the twins are going to have a real battle I think out of young guys for starting pitching roles next year depending on the signings that they make in the offseason Because typically they have like some guys that they brought in specifically who were going to get rotation spots, (coughs) shoemaker, (coughs) Uh, but, but in this instance, next year, depending on how many signings they make, if you're counting on two or three of these young guys taking rotation spots, granted, that probably means the twins aren't trying to be competitive, but it's one of those things where it'll be fun in camp to at least see which of these guys are the standouts after the end of this season.
1: And don't forget Randy Dobnak, just waiting in the wings.
0: Yes. You say that sort of sarcastically. (laughs) But certainly he's he's likely to get a rotation spot next
1: year. You would think so with me, when he's making all of that money.
0: Yeah, I mean like what are they they're paying him a little bit more than Uber was paying yeah, him. Yeah, I, I think so. Think. It's yeah.
1: like $10 an hour or yeah, something so. like that. Yeah, he's making.
0: <laughs> Works out well. Okay, well let's uh, push forward here into our
1: segments. Catch them all Kirby Puckett. Puckett's picks winner. Can we keep talking about Puckett's Picks, David? Because this has been really I, a lot of fun for me lately. Oh,
0: my goodness. This is just terrible. So Dan continues, gets a victory here. I guess you didn't win last episode.
1: No, I didn't. But it, it has felt like a victory because you haven't won in, in he, eight straight th- yes, now, David. Yes,
0: that's fair. So anyway, so Dan took a rise. who came over with 10 points. had a very good series. The listeners, so Hogs was picking for the listeners here, took Polanco. He only had one point. And it's funny that Hogs took Polanco because he was being ribbed by his friends for not taking Polanco. And now he took him and he lost Sad well, day. Polanco
1: had won the last four before yes, this. So yes. in some sense, kind of a bad luck. Um, the one Twins player who didn't have a, a capable series.
0: Yes. Well, and then I had Ref Snyder. I mean, my boy, the well, first time. Well, that was a time. poor choice, too, yes. Well, it yeah, was, I mean... but it was like, who am I going to pick at this point? So uh, he came away with two points. So anyway, Dan gets the victory. Give us the season standings, Dan. So I'm
1: up to 12 wins now. You're at 14, and the listeners are at 11. This is a race. It is.
0: It really is quite disappointing. I was really hoping to just coast to the finish line, and it's not looking like I can do that anymore.
1: All right, let's go on. Beast. <laughs> versus bench is losing fun is losing fun beast versus bench
0: and we've said this the last couple of episodes that we've had some choices on both sides i think it's true in this series as well i just can't get over the fact the twins keep winning these series dan that i'm going into thinking that they should lose so who do you got here dan for your beast
1: i have max kepler and this was a bit of a surprise to me given his struggles but you know in in the wins that the twins had in games two and games three he was one for three in game two but he had three runs he got him so he got on base a couple more times via the walk and then he had the big hit in game three um, but that wasn't that wasn't wasn't all he was he was two for three with three runs scored, two walks. I mean, he was just finding ways to get on base. Which, when you're going to be leading off, you got to find ways, and he did. He did here.
0: Do you think why is it that they're putting Kepler at the top of the lineup and putting rise in the four spot like they did in Game Three today?
1: Well, I wonder if it's just to mix it up to try to get Kepler back on track to put him in a more familiar spot because Polanco's been doing some leading off, Rise has been doing some leading off. I think it's just a way to mix things up because you know what you can't do is you can't move Brent Rooker out of that two spot.
0: No, it's vital that he stays in that. <laughs> Speaking of Brent Rooker, Dan, <laughs> I,
1: I was figuring he, that yeah.
0: he's my beast actually this was a hard one to not take rooker in honestly so four for five with two rbis in game one again didn't lead to much frankly the twins only had uh they lost 10-4 so it didn't matter all that much but still a really good outing But then he took that success and built upon it here in game two, went two for four, two RBIs. He had a really good day in both game one and game two, not only offensively, but also defensively. And I think that's the big takeaway, because the Twins want to make sure that they have capable fielders, regardless of how they're doing with the bat. They want to make sure that if they're going to succeed with this organization, you need to have a role both on the field and in the batter's
1: box. And I wonder if that was part of why he did better in in these games here, in this series, because he was playing left field. He's been doing a lot of DHing. Yes. And we've talked before, I think Guy Thrive sometimes on having that rhythm. I mean, baseball is a game where you're meant to be playing. You're, yes, a DH is something. There's almost something unnatural about the DH, or Certainly. almost antithetical to the sport of baseball. And so I maybe sound like an ML guy right now. Well, it helps. It's, a Cubs it's, fan it's the pure like. game, David. It's the pure game. So maybe that was part of it. Who, anyway? I see you have a familiar face on your bench here, the guy you love to bench. I, you know, here's
0: the thing: Simmons has just been such a disappointment all season long, and this this series is no different. The thing is, you can look to Game Two. And and you can say, Oh, he went two for five. The twins won at 12 to zero. He could have gone 0 for five like he typically does, and it wouldn't have made any difference. Twins still would have won this game handily. But in game one, went 0 for four. It's just one of those things when he came up today in game three, and I'm at the stadium, I see Simmons up, and I see that there's a bunch of guys on base, and I know it's not going to matter. And so all I'm thinking is, Larnick was at first, and I'm thinking, okay maybe they have Larnock Steele, but then I'm like, I don't really want him to get thrown out because I don't want Simmons to lead off the next inning.
1: And he had that play in the seventh inning where they couldn't turn the double play, which was a bit on him for not being able to get the ball out. I know it wasn't him not having his foot on the base, but he's brought in in that situation to be a defensive substitution. I know Astudio got hurt, and so that was also part of it. I think he's coming in anyway. Anyway, I'm just, I'm disappointed that he is not playing better in the field when he's supposed to be allegedly one of the best shortstops of his generation. But not this season. Not this season. Yeah. Who do you got on your bench? You know, I have Trevor Larnock on my bench. He Didn't have a wonderful series. And I think Simmons is a good pick. But in game one, Larna came up with some key situations. He left five guys on base himself. He had three strikeouts. I just think he had some opportunities there to really make a mark. Now, he did have knock in a run in game three here. He also got on base with a walk in the eighth. I know that got nullified later, but the fact that he did that. But I just, I'm, I'm looking for more at Alarnak. I'm looking for that breakout game. And, I, and when I see the team have such a great offensive output otherwise, that's kind of where I landed with him yeah. on the bench.
0: Well, it's tricky when we're talking about these young guys in these bench or beast situations because this really matters right now for next year and the signings that the Twins make in the offseason are obviously going to focus on pitchers. But to say that there's no decisions to be made as far as who's getting playing time next year, this is a big moment
1: for these guys. Absolutely, and it was nice at least to see Rooker have a good game, and Larnack will hopefully get back on track.
0: That's the hope. So let's push forward here, Racco's Rewind. <laughs>
1: Rocco's Rewind. All right, so David, we have seen the Twins lose Game 1s in the last two series in ugly fashion, right? So they lost this game, Game 1, and then in the previous series against the White Sox, they were beaten soundly 11-1. to Whatever Rocco's doing, though... (laughs) To keep the team level in those in those situations, they, they've come back in one series here now when they have looked outclassed in yes. game one. So I got to give credit to Rocco here for keeping these guys focused and going forward. I also got to think some of those clubhouse leaders, even like Josh Donaldson, I think I must be doing something here something. to help this team stay positive.
0: Yes. When Donaldson is not on oxygen and being pushed around in a wheelchair because his, his legs hurt What so is much.
1: going on with Josh Donaldson, by the way?
0: The double that he hit today. I was like, my goodness, like any guy who has any speed at all is making that a triple. And he is literally like hobbling around the bases to get to second base on, a, on what should be a stand-up double. And grand, they didn't throw it. I think it was more out of respect, actually, <laughs> than Donaldson's actually like, like they didn't think that they couldn't get him. It was just that truly they're like, we'll let him have the double. It was a good hit. It's but, almost like yeah. when
1: you're playing with your friends and you're like, you know, that's going to be a double. Let's sh- can we just call it a yeah, double let's just so call I don't call it have to go double. chase it? Exactly. You don't have to run to second. Yeah,
0: should be a double. So yes. we're going to call it a double. <laughs> exactly what. Took place.
1: (laughs) No, what about you? What's your your mind? My question has to do
0: with the catching position because Garver has seemed to be his old self one every eight or nine games, Mm -hmm. which is not enough. It's not enough offensive output from the catching position. Granted, not a position that you expect a lot of offense from, but better than what they've got from Garver and from Jeffers is necessary for a team to be effective. So I want to know looking at 2022, what is Rocco using the rest of 2021 for in regards to catching? Because really, the time split here is going to matter. So, are you giving Garver as many starts as you think he needs to try and get himself back into old form? Or are you hoping that Jeffers can again sort of figure it out like what he did in 2020? So, I guess I want to know how important is the catching rotation for the rest of the way looking forward to 2022? And is there anyone else who's really going to factor into that decision outside of Garver and Jeffers?
1: I mean, maybe do they bring Ben Rortvitt back up?
0: Well, th- I don't think they will specifically because they need to answer this question.
1: Yeah. And, but I, because I do wonder for next season, does Rortvitt factor in? to this at all can they do they trade jeffers or garver and and just i don't think they trade garver but i could see them maybe trading jeffers especially if he has a good i don't know but if he has a good season here the rest of the way then maybe he's he guy. supplants garver i just they have to answer that they have to yes. have a first catcher here because they don't have one right now it seems well and this is the time when
0: typically you would expect the twins to go find a seasoned catcher who's going to bat 230 and, jason and... castro
1: comes to exactly, mind yeah right alex well, avila
0: they've done this a few times right and so it's sure. one of those things they're not doing that currently both of the guys you have right now are homegrown. I just don't know what they're going to do for next
1: year. All right, well, let's go Let's go towards Minnesota moment. <laughs> Minnesota moment. So you got some options here, Dan. What are you going to go with? Well, so there's one man we haven't talked about much, and that's Nelson Cruz. He yeah. was back yeah. for this series. He played, and by the way, he's not played great with the Rays. No, on
0: purpose, I think. I think he's, I, he's trying to help the
1: Twins' wildcard chances. So, he's, so his average has dropped from right around 300, where it was with the Twins, to down to 271. That said, he did hit a home run in this series. Um, but I was just really impressed with the class of the fans who were at these games applauding him all over the place. Every
0: single at bat today. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I think that's just such that's so cool. I would have loved we we were remarking off air too. Like I wonder what he was saying to the guys as they were as he was rounding the bases during his home run trot and things like that. But the I think he told
0: Sano he wants his pants back. I think (laughs) is what I heard him say.
1: Maybe because they've yeah. But I just thought that it was cool and classy to welcome him back in that way. Very Minnesotan. In that
0: yes, sense. a very. A, but still, even when guys come back who didn't have a great exit from the Twins, we're less Minnesotan than Dan. Do you me mean like you. when
1: Chuck Nabla came back with the Yankees? Or and Brzezinski were, yeah, or, yeah, there were some a, other guys here. Yeah. Well, I guess we know how to read a man. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to butter up Nelson Cruz to come back next season. It could be. Very well could be. I mean, for us, it may not even feel as though he left, right? I mean, really, because nobody's
0: watching these games anyway, Dan. (laughs) We are watching these games. Well, that's true. Just us, though. (laughs) At least they're winning. They're winning. It's Hoax mentioned last episode about how difficult it is to sort of separate these games out from knowing at large they don't really matter from a season perspective. Telling you what, Dan. Bottom of the ninth today, I was standing up. I didn't feel any different that this was a losing or a winning team.
1: Because, again, you get caught up in the moment of that game. And it doesn't matter that they're 52 and 66. Correct. Exactly. What about you? What's yours?
0: Yeah, I think it has to be Kepler's triple in the bottom of the ninth. So fun to watch him round that base. A quick note, too. On Polanco's hit deep for when kepler is going to tag up kepler misses the bag like he's not waiting to tag up because i think he thought it was going to be a home run and then it wasn't so i don't think the play would have been close because the ball was so deep it looked so awkward him going back to touch the bag to run home but had the Rays guy been paying attention had that ball been a little bit closer in there might have been a play at the plate because kepler was just banking on it being a home run i guess odd odd
1: play but again it should have been a sacrifice fly and so it worked out that way just like yes. donaldson's double to the corner right yes, this is exactly. it's like yeah, playing the Baseball on yeah. the field, right? Yes. That was a huge moment. And it was, and again, Polanco, of course, being the one to hit the sacrifice fly just seemed very typical for this season that Polanco makes the right play in a big moment.
0: Yes, and this was fun for me too because my nephews had left because they were getting in line so they could run the bases after the game. But so it was just my sister sitting there with me. And it was fun to explain to her what could happen. So this was prior to Polanco's at bat. I was explaining to her the steps of like what a sacrifice fly is and what a tag up is. Because she's like trying to figure out how they can win. And I'm explaining all the different ways that they could possibly do it. And I said, what's most likely here is a sacrifice fly if Polanco doesn't get a hit. And so it was kind of fun to do that. And so... Part of me, honestly, in my mind, you know what I was thinking? I'm p- using this as practice when I'm going to explain these things to my daughter, uh, when she gets
1: old enough. Did you mention that a balk could have been a scenario <laughs> no, where they score? No, you didn't You didn't go that way? No, I didn't,
0: I didn't bring it. Well, your son wasn't there. John would have wondered, yeah. Yes, he would have wondered, what are all of the possible scenarios <laughs> that the Twins win this game in this at-bat? He could yes.
1: try to pick him off at third and the ball sails away. Yes, or, there's yes. lot, That's what we love about baseball. There's so many things so that can happen. So many
0: things. Every time you go to the ballpark, you're going to see something you haven't seen before, Dan.
1: All right, well, let's go ahead and go forward to Maurer's Musings. I just don't know how it can get any better. Mauers Musings. How about you go ahead here, sir?
0: Here's my question, Dan. So erase everything from your brain that you knew about the Twins season thus far. I'm going to tell you that the Twins, at this point in the season, they have played 118 games, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, the last three series, they beat three division-leading teams. What do you think the twins' record is? All
1: right, so can we? I'm gonna I'm gonna take apart your premise here a little bit because okay. this happens all the time. People ask these kinds of questions, like, and we are guilty of this. Like, hey, David, if I would have told you that the twins had eight runs in the first two innings, yeah, are they going to win the game or not? Yeah. Well, w- what are you setting me up for here? I don't know what to tell you about this. Well, I want you to tell me what you think the record would be. Well, if I, I would have th- if that's the only information I, I would have given you. I, it wouldn't be the only information. This is a maddening thought experiment that doesn't have a real answer. Fifty-two and sixty-six. That's what I'm gonna say, David. Oh, okay. First of all, they're no fun. fun? Yeah, it's no fun. No mind. fun at all. So,
0: <laughs> listeners who understand why this is entertaining, so Dan, I know. But I'm a guy not who I really, to me. Uh, I really like making lists. I like ranking things, and sure. this is a fun little. I bet you do story. a lot of
1: Rushmore things. Who would be on the Rushmore, the Mount Rushmore of?
0: big fan of that sort yeah. of thing so the hypothetical is thinking if that's the only information you had now you're a fun runer so now that we yeah, know that, I am a fun yeah. runer so I'm glad that my hypothetical question <laughs> just got thrown out the race this whole segment Dan is just garbage now because you were like well let me take apart your premise this isn't very interesting this is a guy who teaches to kill a Mockingbird every single year to teach kids about the value of honesty and integrity and he's like your question is dumb and I refuse to answer it because I already know what their record is thank you Dan Thompson that's, it's
1: just a Value of creativity. Alright, I will answer your question.
0: I don't even want to know <laughs> anymore, Dan. I'm over it. I'm over it. You've taken the fun away. You've taken the fun of this question that I've crafted. You've taken away. Why would I want your answer at this point, Dan Thompson?
1: Alright, well I'll ask mine and maybe you can try to do the same to me. Uh, yes, great segments d- here. Yeah. This is great radio. No, oh, this is fantastic. Um, We're gonna ask each other questions <laughs> and no one's ever gonna answer it. My goodness.
0: Fans want an ejection. There it goes.
1: And that was Gardy's Gripe. So my question is, assuming Byron Buxton comes back soon. Yeah, but
0: he's not back. Me, (laughs) me, me.
1: (laughs) Does Jake Cave or Rob Refsnyder go back to AAA?
0: My hope is that Cave goes back. I think we're done with the Jake Cave experience. There's nothing you don't know what Jake Cave can do at this point. He can play an adequate center field. And that's the only reason he's on your team. Rob Refsnyder, yeah, he's a journeyman guy, but in the small sample size, he's been effective. So send Cave back. And honestly, I don't even care if he has options or not, Dan, because no team is going to pick him up. We're not going to run into a Lamont Wade Jr. situation here with Jake Cave. It's not going to happen. He's too old. There's too much gray in that man's beard for him to do anything effective for other teams.
1: You know, I'm trying to find him on our stats here, and he's not even among the top 15 Twins. Well, to your point about Jake, I think it's time to be done with Jake Cave.
0: It's time to be done with Jake Cave. I think Absolutely. you're right.
1: Yeah, he certainly played a role on this team for the last couple of years, and he had a couple decent seasons, but on a team that's struggling where Did you... Did he really He, have he had a season seasons. where he... That one season where the Twins were really good in 19... He was pretty decent. I remember looking back and thinking, I think he had like 260 in that team. Yeah, because he only had like eight at bats because people were healthy all season. All right, well, that's fair. It is time to move on. Let's give Rob Snyder the chance. To play some center field and, and see what happens,
0: or Kyle Garlick when he comes back That's from injury, true. we That's got true. options. Here. And Nick, Nick, Gordon. Nick Gordon, really anybody in the minor league system, because the Twins don't care what
1: position you play, you can play the outfield. So then, what would happen to Jake after that? Would he would he end up with some of the team in the AAA or something like that? No, he'd clear waivers and he'd end up back at AAA. And then, but then I'm just what what's the future of Jake Cave here?
0: He would find an independent league team. <laughs> <laughs> because the t- the Saints are no longer an option so he would find a different independent baseball league to play in oh, and he would be the best in that league he then. would be i like jake cave he seems like a nice guy but, okay go back and listen to last episode and we'll find out <laughs> how much dan really likes jake cave my
1: goodness all right i think we better move forward here we we better make, i got my head about to here. explode
0: my goodness
1: series grades so serious grades, David. I see we have some common ground
0: here. We do. We do. I do wish Hogs was here to sort of add a little bit of parody to us here. His kid has an ear infection. Sorry, Hogs. I hope uh, the kid feels better. A minus from both of us
1: here, Dan, for this series. I mean, how can it be anything else? I I think for me, it does matter that they lost ten to four in the opener. And you're at home. It doesn't matter that you're playing a good team or not. I don't think two out of three is enough for an A.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, an A minus though isn't that far. No, because the they played
1: yeah. because they rallied. They came back and won two games, and they won the third game. When they, they really had a lot of opportunities to lose that game nine to five. Uh, nine correct. To yes. So the fact that they were able to close that down with a bullpen that is in in tatter I don't know if it's in tatters exactly but it certainly looks it's a lot min- different. that's
0: what I was trying at the beginning of the episode and you looked at me so funny when what I was do you like mean? when I was like this is sort of a weird bad news bear right guy right time situation where you wouldn't normally put that person in that scenario oh, if you sure. had
1: optimal choices Oh that's I was anyway I don't know why I was looking I'm sorry David I've been <laughs> I've been harsh with you You've been <laughs> a little harsh
0: I know you just got back from vacation and you're a little tired <laughs> from all your biking but dear goodness have a little fun uh, with All right you so an A
1: minus we agree let's move forward to Puckett's picks And we'll see you- Puckett's picks.
0: So we're going up against the Indians. We have to say Indians as much as possible before it changes we to Guardians. We that's true. Get it out of our system. How many times do you think that's going to happen next season, where we accidentally call on the Indians?
1: Maybe we should put a, a poster up that says "The Cleveland Guardians" just, in, front of us in just the just studio. To yes, us, yeah.
0: So we can always see. So the listeners are going to take a rise for the Indian series, which I think is a good pick. Again, the last few Puckett's picks has is, is always gone one two, arise Polanco, Polanco arise, which I think is the clear way to do things as of late so I'm obviously not going to do that and I'm going to take Kepler uh, as I came in last in Puckett's Picks this time around.
1: You know, you were wanting to be able to pick first, right? You were complaining yes. about finishing second, right? Yes. Second is the first loser here, Correct. I think, yeah. is the logic for us. Well, I'm going to take Polanco if you're not going to take Polanco. Certainly.
0: It makes sense. I think I'm going to come away with this one, though. Kepler is someone who I've hung my hat on more than once. He has gotten me a lot of wins, and I think he's getting back into form, Dan. It's happening.
1: Well, for the sake of the Twins, I hope you're right.
0: I do too. I really do. But yeah, David. won't it be interesting if they go the rest of this season, Dan, and they win more than half of the series that they have left?
1: That is that's a more interesting question that you asked earlier than I think. Um, <laughs> You're not going
0: to rip that one no, apart?
1: No, I think that they very likely could. Now, we'll see, because they have... A, they got a rough stretch here, certainly. I mean, they have to go... They host the Indians, and then they go to New York. They go to Boston. And they never seem to play well in those series. No. Um, and They then,
0: probably will this year when
1: it doesn't matter. Exactly. Of yeah, course, because yeah. the pressure's off. But then they got to play the Brewers, the Cubs, the Rays, the Indians. And then... Ugh, it's going to be exciting. All right. Well, how about Mick? Uh, can I send us out here? Yeah. You
0: get last time in studio for the season. Uh, you better, Dan.
1: This has been fun. All right. It well, here, here we go. Well, folks, if you like what you hear, please do tell a friend. You can follow us on Twitter at Min for the Win. You can find our Min for the Win Facebook page as well. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you're notified when new episodes are available. And if you could leave us a rating, that'd be great. Thanks for listening. And as always, go Twins.
0: That'll wrap up another episode of Men for the Win, a podcast hosted by David Koufis and Dan Thompson, two avid fans who appreciate well-played baseball, especially when it's done by the Twins. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, go Twins.